Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Emma Callender. Hello and welcome to the Travcast. My name's Emma Callender and I've recently changed role from Associate Director to Associate Artist. And I'm here today on a very special Travcast with our new Associate Director, Zinni Harris. Zinni, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Wonderful. So Zinni is a writer, director and screenwriter. Her first play, Further Than the Furthest Thing, opened at the Travis in 2000. And since then, she's had multiple plays on both as a writer and director, including The Wheel and most recently How to Hold Your Breath at the Royal Court. And then has also written and directed her own work, including Midwinter at the Royal Shakespeare Company. So, Zinni, you've had a long relationship with the Travers, haven't you? Yes. I mean, what's been lovely uh, about... Well, what's lovely about coming back in a different role here is I've, over the years, worked in so many different ways with the Travers. And um, way, way, way back, nearly, oh, I don't know, 16, 17 years ago, when I was first starting to write, of course, it was the Travers that I first came to to do a writing workshop on a Saturday afternoon. And then I wrote a very short piece for... um, the what used to be called the Monday Lizard, which is an equivalent of words, 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 mm-hmm. um, which Ella Wildridge sort of picked up, and then I got a commission to write a fifteen-minute play, which then turned into my first full-length play. And so I really sort of feel like when when I'm now working with writers at lots of different stages of development, I kind of know what the Travers can offer them at all those different moments. And then over the years, I've worked as a director here as well, and so it's sort of lovely to be coming back and combining all those roles. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful to see where your journeys taken you yes when we work yes. with so many writers yes. who just at that beginning of the journey sometimes sometimes can't see where it might lead no, and no, it's just wonderful right. to say yeah. well look in front of you yeah yeah you know I mean one of the things I like doing best at the Travis is is that playwrights toolkit that I run almost every year because you get such a range of people some people have come in and written a play or two sometimes but the people that are most exciting are the, are the ones that have never written anything for the stage before and they're just sort of starting out with with dialogue and you can just kind of see their horizons broaden and you know and they kind of fall in love with the stage and and it and it's brilliant so so yeah I like working with writers at every stage really it has that great sense of belonging as well I think yes even just this last yes. Friday when we were doing yes. words 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 yeah that I think you were something to do with the inception of words 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 so I I, I uh, created it and and <laughs> named it I mean it I say I created it it was very much in the in the kind of image of of um the Monday Lizard um which had had sort of disappeared for a while and when Dominic arrived I sort of said you know it was so great Great. If you're teaching writing and you're developing kind of grassroots writers, you've got to have something where where they get to hear it in front of a live audience. And and so we sort of came up with a slightly d- uh, changed format. But yeah, yeah. So it's lovely that it's still going. It's really exciting for us getting those little ten minute pieces that come in for words, yes. words, words, and then maybe in open submissions now. Yes. Seeing that they've developed into a longer yeah. piece, and yeah. then seeing those pieces from open submissions yeah. reaching the stage. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, that's right. I still occasionally see something on the stage which you know started as a two minute exercise in a in a playwright's toolkit one day, and you kind of think, oh, that's just so nice. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so I want to spend today talking about the garden. Yeah. Um, which will be in the festival, which yeah. feels naughty re- recording this even because we're going to do the festival launch tonight yes but this will be released after the festival launch so we're safe <laughs> but you're going to be in the festival program with us this year absolutely I mean the garden is another project that you could say has has really kind of come through lots of different development stages with the Travis because it started as a 
uh, a breakfast play, a script in hand performance um, in 2009. Uh, Dominic again was commissioning lots of writers to respond to the phrase or the, the little snippet of the poem, The World is Too Much With Us. Hmm. Um, and I had, I'd had this idea for a long time about this. I just had this image of this couple with a tree growing through their floor. Um, and, you know, sort of played around with the ideas, came up with a, a 25 minute or 35 minute play uh, that was done as a sort of script in hand reading. And then the following year, um, I directed it for the uh, play Pie and a Pint. And then Sound Festival, you know, the very brilliant producer Fiona Robertson at the Sound Festival came and saw it. And um, she said to me, she thought that the, the uh, dialogue and language was so sort of lyrical and musical. Had we thought about turning it into an opera? She, she knew my husband, John, as a composer. Um, and so we, we started to sort of think about that and, and play around with it. And then, and then that really turned the corner on that piece. And now it is, you know, to describe it as an opera is not quite right because it really is, is a piece that has a foot in um, music and also drama. It's kind of a new play that is sung <laughs> more than an opera. It's not operatic in form. Um, but, but it, you know, and, and now when I look back at the play, I kind of feel like it's the poor relation of this much more kind of fleshed out thing that it is today. So, but it's, again, it's, you know, the Travis has been there at every stage. So it's lovely to bring, bring it back this summer. And what was that process like? So when you were just changing the focus and moving towards music and the more lyrical, what were the challenges that you found well, or the joys? So part of the challenge is that, you know, the, the original stage play is maybe 35 minutes uh, sorry, 35 pages, and that a libretto is going to be about 15 um, for the same length piece. Um, so it's about what is crucial to the storytelling, what's crucial to the kind of character development, but maybe we don't need so much of the kind of forward and back dialogue. Maybe that can be done through musical gesture. Um, that was one thing. Another thing was uh, sort of developing the the musical vocabulary so some of it is spoken and some of it is sung so there was a lot of kind of discussion and evolving about what would be the incentive to suddenly sing um, so there was a kind of me on my own process with the libretto then there was a me and John process and then there was a John process and then and then finally we, we had um, workshops with with I mean we worked with the same actors all the way through Pauline Knowles and Alan McHugh had a, a, a couple of days just singing it through and in a way that was the most instructive of, of all because we suddenly went ah now we know what it is that we've got to be doing mm-hmm. um, and actually lots of things changed and got cut at that point and got put back in but it was really only when we had people singing the roles that it, it suddenly was kind of clear what the beast was somehow um, in the way that actually when you're in the rehearsal room often the first run through you kind of go oh, okay now I understand hmm. the structure and the form and the play yeah. and whatever so it was similar it's so interesting that isn't it that things can be so hypothetical for so yes, long yes. or intellectual yes and, and then often they're so much more straightforward when it's actually in three dimensions suddenly and not in this kind of you know two dimensions of the page and your imagination but it becomes sort of real people and is this your first time of working on libretto? or No, so John and I did a, um, a short opera for Scottish opera in a season called 5.15. It's called um, Death of a Scientist. So that was, again, a few years ago now, I think maybe 2010. Um, and um, we're going to carry on working in this way with a, a new commission for the Travers coming up as well. So Fantastic. Yeah. So what is it that you enjoy about that process? Um... Well, I, I suppose I quite like the collaboration of it. You know, um, I, there's something really fascinating about what music can bring to a text and um, what, 
you know, I mean, in a way, it's a shorthand. You know, that's why the libretto can be so much shorter because music can get you there so so much quicker. But um, I don't know. There's a there's a good combination of of um, me and John. I mean, John, of course, you know, we've been married for twenty years. He he has read almost every draft of every play I've ever written, let alone, <laughs> you know, the novels that have never seen the light of day and, and all the screenplays, you know, so so he absolutely understands my work and I think I understand his. Um, and so it's it's kind of quite nice to, to work with someone that's so close to your ideas in, in you know, as they emerge. Um, but, but I think it's mainly about excitement, about finding this new kind of forged thing. And I don't know, we maybe slightly sort of, pompous in this but it feels like in the work that we see around the pieces that are definitely opera and definitely plays with songs or you know musicals and and that maybe there aren't that many people that are treating a kind of through sung thing as a new play so you are absolutely using music as one of your um tools that you would you would have in your you know when you're directing the the, the thing um so so we're quite curious about that and to see how far we can take it it's really exciting when you see it work as well, yes, isn't it? From yeah. Well Midsummer being yeah, yeah, a great example yeah, exactly. where it, yeah. the, the form just absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I can't imagine that story being told in any no, other way now. No, no, that's right. You know, that's Midsummer right. by David Gregg yes, just absolutely. weaving yeah, in yeah. and out. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, curiously, I saw stories. that in translation in in Turkey, and and of <laughs> course, you know, the music just really—I <laughs> I don't know—it just sort of it seemed like I understood it, even though it was in a different language. But yes, yeah, fantastic. It's not going to be in a traditional theatre space, is it? No. So that's the other thing about the garden is that we wanted when we first did it. We've almost always because we've taken it a few places, and, and we took it to uh, an opera festival in Berlin last summer. Actually, the summer before last. And um, there's something about the kind of claustrophobia of being in a domestic space with these two people and this plant that we wanted to um, keep. Uh, so we, you know, there was an option of taking it into Travis too, but we actually felt what we want to do is kind of recreate a kitchen for people and actually be in that rather than sitting watching three sides of a kitchen, but actually you're in the room with them. So yes, yeah, so when the audience arrive, they they are sort of <coughs> met at box office and then they'll be taken a little journey to a to a location where where that will be recreated for them. It's always an excitement in that as well, isn't it? And then when you <laughs> yes. arrive, it not being quite yeah, anything right. that you've seen before. Through, yeah, that's right. Through the Edinburgh weather as well. And yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Thank you. Especially from seeing the play by a Pint. Yes. Yeah. I remember very clearly. Yeah. Really yeah. Um, strong image. So it was interesting yeah. to hear that you'd started yeah. with that image. Well, that's another thing about opera, I think, that, that um, one of the things that you have to work with because you can't rely on the words having the impact they do when they're just spoken you can't necessarily so you you are working very strongly with um visual storytelling um and i always felt that whatever story i would set as a libretto i really needed to be kind of clear about the image structure and so you know the the garden in those terms is a kind of gift really yeah mm. i want to ask a yeah. little bit about the different hats that you wear yes um because you shift them often and sometimes yes. you wear one on top of the other yes <laughs> Do it many hats yes you know yeah. and just what the different challenges are between just having written a play and seeing it directed by somebody else yeah or writing a play and directing it yourself yeah or just directing somebody well, else it's funny i mean i think from other people's perspective it looks like i'm a sort of different version of myself but for me I'm always me <laughs> so you know I'm working on a particular story in a, in a particular way and and sometimes you know I mean like with how to hold your breath um absolutely from the beginning I knew that 
Vicky would direct that, and I knew I could kind of couldn't develop it with anybody else really. And That's so Vicky Featherstone at the Vicky Royal Court. Vicky Featherstone at the Royal Court, and um, and so there was always kind of space in it for another, you know, creative sort of soul really. Whereas other plays feel very kind of maybe closer maybe they're kind of clearer to you from the beginning you don't feel like you need that kind of collaboration um, and then it's really nice to see them through I mean I, I also love directing other people's plays you know um, so I don't know I mean I, I, I'm lucky to have that kind of variety I guess um, and and sort of you know there are frustrations with each and, and there are good things about each I mean I think one of the things about directing your own work that can be a challenge is if you're not on really solid ground when you go into the rehearsal room that can be a bit unnerving for you all I think because if you start changing things and kind of filling the space of the writer then it starts to feel like the whole script is up for grabs and you can kind of quite quickly kind of lose the kind of solidity for the actors so whenever I've directed my own work I've been really careful to have a very good development process so that you kind of go in with as as near to finished as you I mean obviously finished but as near to absolutely ready as you can whereas in other processes if you're working you know like working on how to hold your breath or whatever there there were changes and there were things and and I was sort of released just to be concentrating on the script and the storytelling because I wasn't having to manage the room and think about the production challenges and all those kind of things so when you're directing your own work and you speak about the development process being kind of um, very comprehensive before you enter the rehearsal room what would that development process look like is it different every time or do you yes, have I, a I suppose it is different every time probably way. because you're working with different theatres and what they can offer you is different but um I think in an ideal it is working I mean you probably don't necessarily want to work with another director what you want is to work with someone that you really trust as a dramaturg to come in and work alongside you um so that you have I think you do probably need another pair of eyes you know in in that room or or it's useful to have another kind of sounding board um but that the task of those weeks is just really to get the story and the script and the characters really kind of solid so that when you go into the second process which is about taking it to the stage you're kind of released to to not be thinking about the the script really and and and, you know you're able to trust the script so then it's about okay how do i stage the damn thing (laughs) rather than you know um how do i tell this story do you have a sense of having to kind of keep your director head away at bay at the beginning of the process so that you're allowed the freedom just to yes, be a writer? Yes, I do. If I, if I think, and, and sometimes I find it harder to write if I know ultimately I'm directing because I'm sitting thinking about that rather than thinking about the story and I'm sort of notoriously awful for for not thinking about the director when I'm writing normally so I write ridiculous stage directions that are almost <laughs> impossible to stage but it kind of gives me a kind of freedom so yes I do I have to yeah, great that. challenges though yeah, when you yeah, see exactly. them in a script you're that's like come right. on then yeah no that's right <laughs> but you, I, I so yeah I have to play a little game where I where I forget the second process while I'm working on the first because mm, yeah. so often I have that conversation with writers about having to stop themselves being the director yeah. and just saying free yeah. yourself up yeah. and yeah. Yeah. just well, I think it's Let any your imagination roam. And, and I think it's writ large for whether or not you're directing it, it. You know, when I work with writers, the biggest problem that people have is the critic sitting on the shoulder, and whether it, you know, not literally a critic, but it's the inner voice sort of saying, "Oh no, that's no good," or "or that can't be staged," or whatever. And, and really, any writing process is is freeing yourself from any of that. So, so yeah, so it's just a version of that, really, in a way. 
So being a director and a writer, is there a challenge in when you've written a piece knowing it's going to be directed by somebody else, but maybe it hasn't been a very deep collaborative process, um, being able to release that to another director because you also have all of those skills yourself? Well, I mean, yes, and you're, <laughs> you're being very circumspect. But it can be very difficult. I mean, I think now I work with directors I trust and I sort of trust, you know, would trust with a small child of mine would trust you know and <laughs> yeah. um, probably wouldn't work in in a, with someone that, that I didn't trust because it can be horrible if you can see that that you know things are being sort of mishandled or whatever and you kind of feel or oh, just give me half an hour and I could sort this out and, but you're not able to um, but I mean broadly the reason why I trust the directors I work with is not only because they're brilliant theatrical minds you know thinking about kind of Dominic and uh, Dominic Hill at the sits and, and Vicky Featherston um, but but also because we trust each other so you've got a kind of alchemy in the room which means that if I can see that there's a solution I can say there's a solution you know mm-hmm. they understand me as a kind of theatrical creature and that I'm not going to butt in in order to disrupt the process but that actually it's going to be you know supportive and and but you know there's lots of things and you know again I talk to writers about this a lot as they're sort of emerging about how to be a good writer in the rehearsal room and I think there are there are a set of skills there because you do need to be confident and and have enough of a light hand on the tiller to let people be properly playful and and find the discoveries in the way that they need to which no doubt means making mistakes and if you're sitting there kind of go oh my god that's wrong you know you're you're only going to hamper proper creativity and so you 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 have to yeah, so you you have to do quite a lot of inner work in order to to kind of be <laughs> A helpful person really uh, and I think it takes experience and it takes you know um, understanding the process and it takes yeah main, mainly probably experience um, to to understand what that role is and how how best you can can help them get to their version of the play you know it is it is it isn't your version but I saw that person wearing a blue hat you know it it is our version and and how this story is best told by these people not by me and my my office you know it's fantastic advice just that sense of bravery and risk and patience that's right all mixed up together yeah yeah and there are sometimes where you kind of go oh my god I'm just gonna have to leave them to it for two days because what's going on is just too wacky and 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 kind of come back in and and what what the the solution I've come to that I just hang on to sometimes and is 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 the story still being told and if you can kind of keep to that simple truth then it's it may not look like you imagined but is the story still being told and if it is then let them tell it and if it's not of course intervene you know so so that's what I try to do Mm. what came first writing or directing Uh, directing Um, so I was directing um, at the end of school um, sixth form and then then, me too and then (laughs) uh, university uh, and then I went to do a postgrad in in um, theatre direction, and um, there was a course called uh, New Writing, and I remember being kind of, you know, why would you bother to do that? And we got enough good new plays, you know, sort of, uh, and, and really wasn't interested. And then it was arriving at, at, in Edinburgh, trying to sort of make my way as a sort of very very emerging, you know, green behind the ears, wet behind the ears uh, director. And working with, you know, because you obviously as a new director sort of knocking the doors of somewhere like the Travis, you, you're not given the best script because the best scripts are going to... But you might be given a script 
you know, to have some notes so you can give some notes or, or whatever. And so I was sort of working with these plays and kind of going, ah, why hadn't they put that scene there? And that's, why wasn't, didn't that speech do that? And I started to think, well, maybe I could write a play for me to direct. And that was how it started. And then, and then of course, the, direct, the writing really took off over the directing for quite a long time. And, and it took quite a few years to, for them both to be, you know, part of my career. Mm. What was that process like? feeling the writing take over was that something that felt natural or um well it was a great surprise because I you know I, I did English GCSE but I didn't do English A level certainly didn't do English at university and was not someone who ever wanted to be a writer um so well it was a bit of a surprise I mean it was quite thrilling I suppose it became a little bit frustrating because there, there is, I think, a reticence about writer-directors. Less now, mm-hmm. but 15, 20 years ago there was. And so then I became known as a writer, and it was quite hard to kind of say, yes, but I also direct, and that took a little time. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, yeah, exhilarating, terrifying, you know, it was all <laughs> those things, you know, working from commission to commission quite quickly. So, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I'm really pleased to be handing the baton over to you yes, here at the Traverse. I'm thrilled as well. <laughs> We've yes. switched out. You've yes, switched from yes. associate artist that you've been yes, with absolutely. the Traverse for a long time, yes. haven't you? You've done a kind of symmetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just fantastic. And then. it's lovely that you're still around and, you know, so we'll work together, I'm sure, lots over the years. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. <laughs> Thank you, Zinni. <laughs> See you at the launch tonight. Yes, indeed. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.